Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local podcast with the local stories from the KMOX newsroom for Wednesday, August 30th. I'm Debbie Monterey. And I'm Tom Ackerman. As Hurricane Adalia approaches Florida, Missouri's Task Force One rapid response team is already there. Boone County Assistant Fire Chief Gail Blumenkamp says 45 members arrived in Pensacola awaiting deployment. We'd just like to say thank you to the families and also to the employers of these members because without their support, um, these men and women would not be able to go and do the things that they do without that support. As in other recent hurricane duty deployments, Task Force One is expected to conduct water searches and rescues, something they trained for back home in Missouri. Ten Red Cross Missouri responders are headed to Florida. Sharon West says two volunteers were delayed because of flight cancellations. All at this point, trying to get them there before things hit so they can get into place and be ready to start setting up shelters as soon as those are needed and identified in terms of where they need to be going. KMOX asked West how the volunteers stay safe. We don't want to send them into harm's way, so we do make sure that we work closely with our other teams across the country as we're coming in and place them in areas where we know it's safer to be, and then, of course, move them into the areas once things hit and it's safe to go in. It's not the first, second, or even third time that St. Louis police will have only three dispatchers for the entire afternoon to dispatch for six districts. Camelox told you about this a few weekends ago. A Saturday afternoon watch and only three dispatchers. St. Louis Police Association Joe Steiger says, unfortunately, this is happening a lot. They're extremely short up there in the in the dispatcher's office and they're having a, a hard time covering the watches. So it's 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 extremely stressful for the dispatchers. It's it's obviously dangerous for the police officers. Officers are told in this inter-police department memo not to self-initiate any calls. Do not call communications. And if they need help, they should utilize their emergency buttons. Maria Kina, KMOX News. When my brother got sick, I had to go to the fire department, knock on the door to get them to answer, because 911 would not answer. People walking to the Cardinals game here in downtown St. Louis are curious as to why the situation's gotten to this point. You know, dispatchers are, you know, I was a paramedic for five years. I, you know, I enjoyed that time, but I don't know. I don't know. It's stressful work. It is stressful. It's stressful work. It's hard to keep people on, you know, with pay pay being what it is and, you know, the hours being what they are. And say they'd like to see some action taken. They need to streamline the process and get more applicants. City needs that. I suppose I would be a little uh, concerned about calling 911 to see if anybody would answer. But I still would come to a Cardinal game. In downtown St. Louis, Michael Calhoun, KMOX News. A couple of parents caused a stir at the county council. Two parents spoke during the public comment at the St. Louis County Council meeting Monday night, decrying the treatment their children are facing in the Juvenile Justice Center. We have failed over 10 times in the Juvenile Detention Center. They have gave my son no medical treatment. We need some connection with our kids in this juvenile because we don't have no communication with them. Activist Reverend Phil Duvall spoke on behalf of parents. We're not talking about why they're in there. We want to talk about the care and the level of care that we're responsible to provide as human beings. Some council members reacted demanding a full accounting of juvenile justice managers. Chair Shalonda Webb agreed. In the seriousness of the, uh, the situation at the juvenile center, we will follow up. We will do our due diligence and then we will have Uh, identify the problem and how do we come to a good solution, a real solution. While the state runs the juvenile justice system, the council appeared ready to take action on what may be happening in their own juvenile justice center. 
Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. Jennings Mayor Gary Johnson claims the infighting during his tenure is political due to a hotly contested April election. Councilman Terry Wilson refutes that. I mean, the election was in April and we've had three meetings up until that point. So um, it has nothing to do with the election. So I want to be clear on, on that. The city of Jennings could not hold an official meeting Monday night after Wilson and four other council members did not show up. They were expected to hold a vote of no confidence in Mayor Johnson. After inking so many new laws, it was Missouri Governor Mike Parson who received some fresh ink. He showed off his new tattoo, the outline of the state with a lightning bolt and the number 57. Actually, it was more about being the 57th governor uh, is where the number come from. Then I, when I run for the governor on the election, I won by 57 percent. And then, of course, the Super Bowls went in the 57th Super Bowl. So that was uh, the 57th got a little meaning to it. He tells 97.1 FM the lightning bolt is a tribute to Elvis. The governor adds that his granddaughter drew the design. The tattoo is on his inside right forearm. From the KMOX Business Desk, results of a lottery to reward 48 new marijuana licenses to micro-businesses. Over 1,600 applications were received by the Department of Health and Senior Services for a wholesale or dispensary of micro-business license. Chief Equity Officer with the Division of Cannabis Regulation, Abigail Vivas, says those who did not get rewarded will have chances to apply again. The next one takes place approximately next June, July of 2024 and then around March of 2025. So the different rounds are about nine months apart. Vivas adds the 1,600 applicants shows a lot of interest in the program. Sean Malone, KMOX News. For the second year in a row, a North County-based online pharmacy has been named by Forbes Health as one of the best online pharmacies. RX Outreach is the only nonprofit among the seven pharmacies named. RX Outreach was founded by Express Scripts, then spun off as a separate charity. It offers more than 1,000 prescriptions at affordable prices and ships to patients. President and CEO Julie Erickson says millions of Americans struggle with the high cost cost of prescriptions, and she says they've saved their customers more than $1 billion since 2010. When it comes to the best high schools in Missouri, the St. Louis area cleans up. In fact, the 2023 U.S. News & World Report Best High Schools Ranking lists two city high schools as the cream of the crop. Metro and Collegiate School of Medicine and Bioscience ranked number one and number two this year. Both are magnet high schools. Coming in at number three, Ledoux, Horton, Watkins, then Clayton and Kirkwood. Lafayette High School in Wildwood comes in eighth. Parkway West is 10th. Marquette is 11th. I'm Debbie Monterey. The St. Louis All Local podcast is produced by the KMOX News Team. Get all the local news you need on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.